Log Talk Radio. Hello, this is Students for a Better Future, led by Her Highness, Ms. Doreen Finkel. This is Mark Falzon, your host this evening. I also refer to myself as Dr. Mark, your political optometrist, who will help you see clearly. Now, today... You know, our name tells you what we are, Students for a Better Future. Uh, The students and the schools are closed this week. Uh, They no longer call it Easter holiday. They call it spring break, I think. So I'm sure our student audience is limited to what it ordinarily would be. However, I have been posting all over Facebook because I'm throwing down the gauntlet for the cruise supporters to call in, the line is open. Uh, I will put you on the air immediately. Uh, I support Donald Trump. If you support Ted Cruz, call up. Let's have a public debate. Uh, the only ground rules are no vulgarities. Now, uh, a friend of mine was chiding me on Facebook because on Facebook, yes, I have been known to drop a few f bombs. Uh, because I am, uh, it's called righteous indignation. I'm very upset at the deceitful, negative garbage being thrown at Donald Trump from every conceivable direction the compass can generate. And I've kind of lost it now with the cruise people. Um, You know, I am on record on the show with my co-host, Ruben Torres, uh, when it became evident that it was Trump and Cruz to be the front runners, I was on record here on the show. I got no problem supporting Ted Cruz. That was about a month ago, however. Uh, and I'm not basing my opinion because I, I no longer have any respect or trust for Ted Cruz. I'm not basing it on an article or what someone put on Facebook or what someone tweeted. No, I'm basing it on me watching him in his own words. And he really, uh, he's, he's torn away the veneer and exposed himself as just another deceitful, slimy, swarmy, word-twisting D.C. lawyer. And boy, we've certainly had enough of those. So I'm waiting. Uh, you know, the gauntlet's down, and ha, huh, none of the cruise people are calling up, my, my. Well, while we're waiting, let's talk about the problem the Democrats are having. Because as we all know, the leftist in the tank media will it overlook and ignore the issues uh, affecting the Democrat electorate and uh, uh, because what's going on there you see just like we have a problem with the GOP establishment uh, the Democrat rank and file has a problem with the DNC establishment the DNC they want Hillary they are going to just like the Republicans are going to try and screw Donald Trump at uh, their convention the Democrats are doing the same thing to the Bernie Sanders people So we could be coming into an election uh, that, to me, would be a first, and I'm uh, 62 years old. I've been watching these elections since uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson in the 60s, so I'm going back away. And we have shaping up a GOP establishment who is trying to thwart the wishes of their rank and file. We have a Democrat establishment that's looking to thwart the wishes of their rank and file. So can you you imagine if it is Jeb Bush against, say, uh, I don't know who the Democrats would put up if and when Hillary gets indicted. But uh, uh, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Uh, You know, proud America used to be a nation of laws, not of men. That is no longer the case. The laundry list of high crimes committed by elected and unelected or crony Democrats is becoming a laundry list of crimes and personnel committing those crimes and receiving absolutely no punishment. 
is becoming longer and longer. Uh, and a vote for Hillary and a, or a vote for Bernie or a vote for Joe Biden if they draft him at the last minute um, will be a vote to continue this. And I, still, I am aghast that someone can look me in the face and say, oh, yeah, I, I support Hillary or I support Bernie, the uh, Marxist. Now, uh, since this show will be filed away and referred to later on, uh, I wanted to point out to the students who do support Bernie that if you have ever waited tables, if you have ever bust tables, if you have ever worked in the fast food business, you have a better grasp of the American economy than Bernie Sanders. I mean, I, the man went to college. I don't know what the hell he did until he got a government job when he was in his 40s. But uh, you try and compare a man like Bernie Sanders to Donald Trump, it's uh, insects and elephants. Uh, there is no comparison between the two men. And if if you're a student and you find it attractive that Bernie says oh, I'm going to give you free college. See, the catch to that is, in a socialist economy, you won't have a job to come to after you complete graduation. So go ahead, go to college, go for usually five years, uh, you know, because of all the uh, complications of registering for classes that one needs. Uh, you know, the obstacles, I think, uh, the universities put in the students' way on purpose uh, to inflate the cost uh, to courses that may not be relevant to their major. Um, I've had numerous children go through college, numerous, five children go through high school. Uh, I, I know the school drill intimately. And uh, this is what will happen. So you'll get free college, you'll come out with a degree, but guess what? There won't be any jobs. Do you understand that? Now, also, uh, I'm going to try and enlighten the students. If you're a student now, you didn't live through the Reagan era. You didn't live through parts where I recall, and listen, oh, the American economy added 1.1 million jobs this month. Not in a year. Not all part-time jobs. Predominantly full-time jobs, over a million jobs a month. That's what was happening during the Reagan presidency. And if you want to dispute that, I'll point you to his second term. But a man won 49 of 50 states. Can you imagine a Hillary Clinton winning 49 of 50 states? No. Could you imagine a Bernie Sanders winning 49 of 50 states? No. Could you imagine a Cruz winning 49 of 50 states? No. However, can you see a Donald Trump winning 49 of 50, cents, uh, 50 states? Excuse me. Possibility, especially in his second term. Now, I, I want to go into another reason why I am very upset with the Cruz supporters. And here's why. The enemies of Donald Trump... On the lines that defined the characters, the factions, and the interests are clear. And I'm going to go through the list. And this list, by the way, uh, on Facebook, I refer to them as Teddy's New Buddies. Because now these people are supporting Cruz, whether directly or indirectly, against Donald Trump. And I do not see Mr. Cruz repudiating these people. So let's take it from the top. Let's say, first of all, the uh, Marxists who are embedded into D.C. Like uh, uh, there's this term I, uh, I recall from the movie uh, Predator. And these Marxists, uh, and the quote is, they're dug into D.C. like an Alabama tick. Uh the Marxists don't like Donald Trump, of course, because he's an American nationalist. Marxism is uh, an international bubonic plague uh, in, in the political arena. So the Marxists aren't going to like him. 
Next up is the uh, pro-bloodthirsty jihadist savage Muslim sympathizers. Well, they're not going to like Donald Trump because he wants to at least put a pause on immigration from certain Muslim countries. Now, I know, please, the deceitful media, Mark Levin, all the the leftist uh, Bolsheviks uh, in the news media saying Donald Trump wants to ban all Muslims. No, what we're talking about is maybe half a dozen, a dozen countries are uh, suffering from total anarchy. A, you know, armed militias all over the place by the dozens. Uh, and, and and he doesn't want immigration from those specific countries. Like, I'll give you an example. Yemen, Syria are uh, just two examples. Uh, I wouldn't take anyone from Libya at this time either, or Algeria, uh, because, the, of course, the papers aren't reporting it, but uh, there, there's a lot going on in Algeria and south of Algeria uh, j- just uh, before you get to sub-Saharan Africa, uh, Mauritania, etc. those countries in the uh, inland in the western part of the continent of Africa, northwestern. Uh, of course, you're not reading about that. Uh, so let's see. So we have the Marxist. We have the pro-Muslim, jihadist, bloodthirsty, heathen savages. Uh, those, those are two. We have BLM, uh, which is the new black KKK, you know, the ones that were invited to the White House by uh, President Ojakass. Um, don't you just love how white folks are roundly condemned if there's even a hint, a wisp of them connected to any sort of white supremacist group. But a group like BLM, who's now violence uh, against innocent folks is documented, oh, they're no problem. They get invited to the White House. Isn't that special? So recapping, we have the Marxists, the pro-jihadist, bloodthirsty, savage Muslims, and then we have the... uh, BLM, Black KKK. Uh, We also have now these uh, foreign folks who are chiming in on the American election. We have the former president of Mexico, the current president of Mexico, uh, are all condemning Trump, which I find absolutely hilarious. You know, years ago when we were doing the show, I would ask the students, please, come up with a term that aptly describes hypocrisy cubed, not even squared, cubed, because in Mexico, they build walls down on their southern borders against their Central American neighbors. Uh, They throw into jail any illegal refugees. Uh, They have very harsh, draconian, almost Nazi-like laws governing refugees coming into their country, yet they have no problem speaking in public, condemning America for being racist to this or that, when the issue is because Mexico is ruled by the drug cartels and a very wealthy oligarchy, they have no social programs, very little social programs, and that's because the rich people don't want to tax themselves to pay for these programs. So hence, millions of Mexicans, and I don't blame these poor folks. Uh, This is where I'll separate from the crowd. I mean, if I had a family and we were hungry and there was no work, you could bet your bippy I'd probably be going across that border too. Now, the thing is, if I'm willing to do the crime, I'll be willing to do the time because it's for my family. Um, But now the, the, the issue is with Mexico and building a wall is also to curtail uh, human slave trafficking, which, by the way, Doreen Finkel and Students for a Better Future is really throwing a uh, spotlight on that issue because even in the wealthy sections of New Jersey, we have slaves. So let's see. Let's recap. We have these uh, foreign hypocritical dictator monsters, the BLM, the Marxists, the Muslim jihadists, um, 
We also have George Soros, you know, that fine person, that uh, Nazi anti-Semite. Unlike Donald Trump, I have no respect for Soros' wealth because Soros' wealth was based upon him pillaging the wealth of wealthy Jewish folks in Hungary when they were rounding them up. So, you know, he, you know the story, oh, George Soros came to this country or went to Europe, into England, with only $50 in his pocket, he became a billionaire. Yeah, it's the old story, $50 in his pocket and a quarter of a million dollars in the damn lining. So uh, we have George Soros doesn't like Donald Trump. But wait, I'm not done yet. Um, we have the uh, UN has been chiming in. The UN, you know, that uh, Marxist, Muslim sympathizer, climate change, criminal group of, uh, I don't know what, the show is rated PG-13. I promised a friend of mine I wouldn't use vulgarities on the air, (laughs) so I won't. But uh, we have the UN expletive deletives. Now, all these folks don't like Donald Trump. Now... The next question, as we advertised in our show, why? Well, I'm having computer issues. Why don't all these groups... Oh, man, folks, I'm going to have to pause for a minute. I'm having computer problems. Okay, great, we're back. Um, why do all these groups not like Donald Trump? Why is the world... Oh, oh, by the way, how can I forget? How can I forget the... You know, I'm going to call them the D.C. establishment because at this juncture I cannot make a distinction between the Republican establishment, robber barons, and the Democrat uh, Robert Barron's, although the, the uh, Democrats more along ideological lines, um, the uh, Republicans just for the crass uh, negative human traits on the line, why they do it. Um, they're also after Donald Trump. So now, I've only listed partial list of the enemies of Donald Trump. Now why? Why is the whole world going crazy over a Donald Trump candidacy? Now, don't tell me it's because they have such a love for the American system, capitalism, her citizens, and the American way of life that all these groups are disturbed, that the American way of life may be jeopardized with the Donald Trump candidacy. No, that's not it. If you even think that, you know what? Please uh, turn off the computer and go play Warcraft or something if you think that. I'm going to go through the reasons from all these parties that I just listed since we have so much time, since no cruise people are calling up to have it out because I love to air it out. You know, I have no issue defending my positions and statements. Um, I love to air it out. Um, So hopefully we'll get some cruise calls. But now, like I said, we're going to go into why is this whole world going, uh, excuse me, I'll use the expression bat poop crazy over Donald Trump. Let's start with the Marxist. Let's see, the, the, the Marxist right now um, you see, Obama has permeated, like I use that expression, dug into D.C. like an Alabama tick, all these Marxists. What they're doing is, number one, aside from eroding our liberties and freedom, they're fleecing the taxpayer. Um, did you just hear about this new thing, uh, this, this new solar program with the United States and Google in California, and it's costing the taxpayers one point six billion dollars. Now if you think one point six billion dollars is going into building a solar facility, you have to be a Bernie Sanders supporter. They are going to rate that. Let's look at the uh O Jackass Care website. 
over $5 billion to build a website. Now, I was in IT, and I'll tell you, if you give me $5 billion, uh, I could have a website built from the moon, okay? That it is ridiculous that that sum of money was put on there. But don't forget, of course, uh, the the uh, a senior executive in the company that has gotten this over $5 billion is a pal of Michelle Obama. Oh, isn't that pleasant? Uh, then we have, uh, what was that, Solar Dine? What was that company that uh, we gave $500 million in loan guarantees to? They took the $500 million, declared bankruptcy. OTE, that's how the Marxist Democrats roll. So the Marxist must despise Donald Trump because, number one, he's going to turn the tap off to the U.S. Treasury the U.S. taxpayer will no longer be fleeced for Marxist causes, persons, and initiatives. Now, don't forget, including in this thievery, uh, you recall the Trayvon Martin down in Florida, shot by Zimmerman, uh, became a whole racist thing. Um, I hope our listeners are aware that the Justice Department was funding the demonstrators down there. So general U.S. taxpayer money was funneled to black street thug racists. Now, what the hell is that? Could you imagine if, say, uh, some Republican, and I don't hold many of them in high esteem these days, uh, were funneling money to the KKK or some other white supremacist group? Could you imagine? I mean, you would have to hold your ears over the screams coming from the media. But you don't hear anything about that. So that's why the Marxists don't like. Now, let's go. Well, of course, uh, I mean, it's self-explanatory with the pro-bloodthirsty, jihadist, savage Muslim sympathizers. Um, That is self-evident. He wants to curtail Muslim immigration. He's going to send back to Syrian refugees. Um, So naturally... Uh, you know, he's, he's a typical, you know, Carr is calling him racist, this and that. In the meantime, um, I, I like to ask the uh, broad-minded, the uh, clear-sighted on the Arabian Peninsula. The Arabian Peninsula includes Saudi Arabia, Yemen, uh, Qatar, and the other, other small Gulf states. How many Christian churches, because I won't even ask them how many uh, synagogues are there, because they're such intolerant, biased savages, they won't allow that. But I'm asking the public, how many Christian centers of worship are there on the entire Arabian Peninsula? Now, if you answered zero, you would be correct. So here we are in America, very tolerant, very open. Uh, you know, we want all people to practice their religions as long as they do so in peace. We have a totally intolerant, biased, bigoted crop of wealthy whores dictating to us about our morals. <laughs> I don't think so, man. So that's why the Muslims don't like it. Now, let's look at the GOP and the Dem DC establishment. Why don't they like Don? Again, I'm going to ask, is it because they love America, they love her citizens, and they want to do everything in a power to protect her? Absolutely not. I mean, the uh, dumbass Republicans uh, establishment are saying that they'd sooner settle for a Hillary presidency than a Trump presidency. And I'm telling you, young, especially you young folks, and this is for the record, you students, if this evil woman becomes our president, you will no longer experience the American dream. By the end of a first term, uh, I will predict there will be shortages. There will be brownouts. There, there will be issues with uh, electrical output as they squash the coal industry. Yeah. 
So uh, that's why we have these groups countering Trump. So now let me ask you, if you're a Cruz supporter, and I've stated this a million times and I'll make it a million and one, I have no problem with you promoting Ted Cruz, uh, presenting arguments why you believe Ted Cruz is a better candidate than Donald Trump. Hey, this is America. I support the American system. You go to it. You have a party. You yell it from the rooftops. You have that right. However, when you start recirculating this negative, deceitful, leftist-driven, leftist-oriented, leftist-originated, negative, evil, deceitful propaganda, uh, whether it's on Facebook or face-to-face, I'm going to verbally, I'm going to rip your face off. Because, folks, do you realize you're propagating Marxist propaganda? What the hell is wrong with you? So, again, you're like Ted Cruz, that's fine. Promote him. Tell us why. Convince us why he's the better candidate. I don't want to hear that Donald Trump's been divorced twice. I don't want to hear that, also, on the other hand, I don't want to hear Ted Cruz had five mistresses. I don't care. No one should care. That's an issue for him and his wife and his family to resolve. Just like Donald Trump's divorces are for him, his, those wives, and his family to resolve. Period. I don't want to read it. Now, again, I've heard Ted Cruz myself, and I, 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 I've been appalled by him. Where initially I would have no problem voting for him, now, I, I don't. If it's Cruz against Hillary, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I, you know, eventually I think in that room I probably would vote vote for Cruz because again, if it's Hillary, we're doomed. We're doomed. We're done. We're finished. The thing is now. Oh, by the way, I just went on Social Security, and I'm very happy with my monthly stipend. So now I don't give a damn what happens to the economy at this point, but you should. Well, actually, I can't say I don't give a damn because I have my five children and daughters-in-law and sons-in-laws and grandchildren. I have all of them entering the marketplace. And it's something else, and this is this disturbs me to no end. And I've said this numerous times. I think I've said it on the air as well, and I've posted it on Facebook. And that is, I want to tell every American, look down at your feet. You are standing on the corpses of over a million men and women who have given their life to preserve this political system, this economic system, this way of life we have in our slice of North America. For those people alone, if you have a smidgen of respect, a, a, a smidgen of appreciation, you cannot vote for Hillary Clinton or especially Bernie Sanders who doesn't have a clue. My God, if that man became president, students, you do not have, you cannot fathom the economic maelstrom that would follow. If you want an idea of what's going to happen, look at what's going on in Venezuela right now. Now, they're shutting down the country a day or two a week because to preserve electrical power. They've had food riots over powdered milk. The country that was at once the jewel of South America, the pride of that continent, is now reduced to a Marxist, poverty-stricken hellhole. And I'm telling you, folks, it's going to be just a matter of time before the bloodthirsty Marxist barbarity starts kicking in because that's the playbook we've seen. Because, again, I remind the students, you look at countries that went from semi-capitalist or capitalist to social communist, the ledger card is this. Now I think it's up to O and 30. O meaning zero countries that went down that route 
profound benefits for the majority of their population. 30 of them that went that route had misery, poverty, and eventually barbarity to maintain control. Because by the time their poor citizens realize what's being done to them and what's happening, sort of like here, huh? I mean, did my point getting across? And they rise up against their masters. That's when the communist Marxist barbarity kicks in. You know, like uh, in Cambodia, where three of seven million people murdered. You know, like in Mao's China, where it is greatly forward, almost 70 million people killed. Then there's Stalin with his 20 to 30 million. Again, in the 20th century, over 100 million innocent people, men, women, and children, slaughtered by Marxist governors. Now, as students are saying, but, but I'm supporting socialism, not Marxism. And kids, I got to tell you, if you think this train, if it gets to that stop of socialism, it's, it, it's going to stop. And the conductor's going to come on. This is the last stop, everyone off. You really don't understand what's going on. Because that train has one more stop. And that's overt communism. And we're experiencing the barbarity to a certain extent now. Look at how... Uh, these ranches and the heavy-handedness of the BLM, that the BLM Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter. It's funny how we have these two not nice groups with 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 the same initials. Um, I, I always get a kick out of that. But look, look how the rancher was just shot, Lavoy. Look what happened in in Nevada, where who knows what the hell BLM is doing? They're certainly not doing this to the betterment of the U.S taxpayer, some greedy Democrats or possibly even Republicans, you know, with in tandem with using the authority of the BLM, you know, they're weaponizing the government agencies. That's what socialist Marxists do. Uh, they're confiscating land so that other, and they're cronies, these other people, can make money. This, this is what's going on. Um, how about uh, that, that Marine a few weeks ago in Washington, D.C., the Black Lives Matter people, or some black youth surround him, asking him, do Black Lives Matter? He says, all lives matter. They beat the stuffing out of him. You know, of course, a bunch of cowards, five or six, seven on one. Uh, then it, it comes out, oh, no, uh, these people aren't being charged uh, that this is a racist crime. I mean, things like this are going on all over. The laws are being violated. The laws are being violated all through the federal government. The political inquisition and the weaponizing of the government agencies is going on throughout D.C. So this is just the start. Now, in, in New Jersey, we have our favorite John Corzine, our ex-governor, very wealthy man. His firm went belly up. The man was taking customer funds to cover his firm's losses. Uh, if there isn't a clearer, more flagrant violation of the securities laws, I can't think of one. I don't even think Bernie Madoff is in this league, what this man did. Uh, he, I mean, he didn't even serve two hours of community service. Then there was Charles Rangel, the uh, New York City congressman, you know, he uh, it comes out, oh, he's got three rent-controlled departments, Tee uh he owns villas uh, in Dominican Republic and other places, pays no taxes on that wealth, Tee uh flies all around the Caribbean with his friends providing the airfare, which you supposedly can't do, Tee uh we can go on and on. We got Eric Holder, uh, our former attorney general, who should be locked up. I mean, we got the Fast and Furious, where you know they're still fighting in court to get documents pertaining to that. How many years later? This is what they do. They began being the socialist Marxists. Your freedoms and liberties are being eroded. 
your laws, the, the laws are the framework of any nation, are being ignored. And it's not being covered by the press. The press, Marxists themselves, are giving a pass to all this lawlessness going on. But hey, but hey, you know what Donald Trump said about Cruz's wife, Heidi? Oh, for God's sakes. If you folks don't stop buying into these smokescreen, Marxist-originated distractions, uh, you're going to deserve what's going to happen to this country. You know, I'm still shocked that old jackass won the second term. And now, after seeing what's going on with Trump, I am of the opinion that the Republicans didn't want to defeat Barack Obama the second time. That Mitt Romney was reined in. That's why uh, he took a powder that last month. Uh, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy had nothing to do with that. He took a powder the last month. I think, you know, just like a fighter is leaned on to throw the fight, I think they wanted Mitt to throw the election. They wanted Obama in there. They wanted Obama doing all these treacheries and this lawlessness uh, because, guess what, there's probably Republican cronies cashing in also. Uh, so they're all in bed together. Don't that doubt that. You know, people have been saying this for decades. And to me, it is never more clear. It has never become more evident. They have nasty things to say about each other. But uh, at 6.30, they're uh, eating uh, uh, expensive steaks and drinking martinis and laughing together as the U.S. taxpayer is just taken to the cleanest. Folks, you had better wake up. You know, I'm noticing, you know, I had that gauntlet down. And come on, cruise people, let's air it out. Let's let's discuss the cruise candidacy versus the Trump candidacy. But amazingly, we have no takers. Hmm. I was hoping someone would call. Because uh, I wanted to get a dose of uh, righteous indignation. If you can hear me, I'm having computer issues. All right, here we go. If you tried to call in and uh, you weren't responded, please try again. I was having network problems. So, if you tried to call, didn't get a response, please try again. And again, something I'm going to point out, because the media isn't. The Democrats are having just as bad issues in their primary as the Republicans. It's not being told to you. It's not being presented. It's being buried. Just like all the thievery, atrocities, and lawlessness of both Republicans and Democrats in D.C. And this is the core strength of Donald Trump, that no, he's not some fast-talking, swarmy, slimy D.C. elitist. Uh, Have you noticed that in these dozens of appearances Donald has done to tens of thousands of people, The man doesn't go off script. The man doesn't have a teleprompter. Oh, jackass. Uh, He has to have a teleprompter wherever he goes, and when he doesn't, that's when you see him put his foot in his mouth. But then, of course, his miscues are buried by the press. My favorite, and I know I've always discussed this with Tea Party folks, is that Obama thinks we're 58 states. Now, everyone says 57 but in his famous quote, he says, I've been to all 57 states when I think one to go. So here we have a man, Ivy League educated, supposedly, uh, not aware that the United States is 50 states, you know, the 48 lower contiguous states, and then Alaska and Hawaii. 
this man was our president, is our president, doesn't know how many states. Could you imagine if Donald Trump made an error like that? Oh, my. It would, you would be hearing it from every outlet, from every direction, on all seven continents. Yes, I'm including Antarctica. Some will have a radio down there. Uh, that uh, Donald Trump said he's been to all 57 states with one to go. I mean, this man said that. Uh, now, and then what cracks me up, and then I have to listen to Obama talk to me about our American values. Uh, I'm sorry, the man has no comprehension of American values. Uh, he just seems, now, his track record proves this. At every turn, at every instant, he favors the Muslim community, without exception. There's nothing. You know, we have this issue of all these refugees coming in from the Mideast. Why aren't Christian Middle Eastern people allowed in? I mean, the, the Democrats' favorite response is racist, yet the Democrats are the most racist, blatantly racist political party. The press gives them a pass on it. Why aren't Christians permitted refugee status out of the Middle East? I remember when, you know, temporarily the Muslim Brotherhood uh, won elections in Egypt after the fall of Mubarak. I think they were in power around a year. Uh, there was one time, and I re we were on the air, and I was condemning this. They took hundreds of Egyptian Coptic Christians and crucified them alive to trees in one section of Egypt. The Coptics then turned to U.S. government, help, get us out of here. Uh, not only were these hundreds of people crucified, their villages were burned, their churches were burned, their possessions stolen, you know, which is half the reason for all of this. Just uh, greedy people just want to steal stuff, and they use the Muslim religion as an excuse. These people were denied refugee status entry into the United States. So you tell me who's the racist. Then we have the story of what these, uh, uh, I think they were Yazidis, were held in jail in San Diego for a year because, uh, they, you know, they weren't given the uh, ticket that all these other illegal immigrants are given, which, by the way, they're not even doing that anymore. They're just releasing them. Uh, uh, they were held in jail for a year because they were Yazidi Christians. Now, if they were Syrian or some other Middle Eastern nation Muslims, that wouldn't have happened. But the racist pig Democrats do that, and again, they get a pass. It's not mentioned, of course, by, by, the, by their allies, the uh, Marxist press. And again, I'm going to say that because I'm going to remind folks that this has been going on as a high school student in New York City, Greenwich Village, from 68 to 72, there were numerous demonstrations and Marxist demonstrations in New York City uh, against the Vietnam War. I saw with my own eyes the Marxist street captains, the Marxist prime agitators, the Marxist leaders of these demonstrations Openly talking to the TV crews that were there. Openly talking. Uh, I would think he was the crew chief. Uh, if you see two TV cameras, each of them having manned by two men and someone standing between them with a clipboard, I would think he's he's in charge of these groups. So when you see these Marxist street crud talking, joking, interacting with the TV cameraman clipboard, uh, yes, I would think it's safe to say that there's collusion going on. Then, of course, let's not forget the journalist. Uh, I'm sure it's still going on. You know, about 100 journalists every morning uh, compare notes. Oh, you, you know, they take their instructions. Because if you haven't noticed, have you ever seen this? Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, CNN, MSNBC, uh, AP, Reuters, they all use the exact same words. Now, that's not a coincidence. That's a concerted effort. And this goes on constantly. And 
they start repeating the lies often enough, and then the simple among us, or those not paying attention, start believing it. Oh, I heard it here, I heard it there, I heard it here. But just think about it. Hold on a second. It's like uh, something out of 1984 where Big Brother is parroting their uh, propaganda, and you, of course you're going to hear it from numerous outlets, all in, in word for word exactly similar. You you know that's propaganda. Now, students, uh, do you have the wherewithal, the moxie, to be able to identify propaganda when it's presented to you? Uh, I don't think so. And that's our fault for allowing these schools to indoctrinate you and not educate you. So still no cruise callers, my, my, my. Uh, that girl that's down there, cruise supporters. Hey, you know, uh, my co-host, and I love him, Ruben Torres, is a Cruz fan. Uh, he was actually doing uh, something on human trafficking with Doreen, a uh, lengthy thing yesterday, which is why he isn't with us. But uh, I wish he could have been on so you could hear us uh, have our discussions, uh, you know, pro-Cruz and pro-Trump, because at least we keep it civil. You know, I'm not going to bring up... Uh, Oh, um, Ted Cruz has, uh, you know, he, he has a Harlem in El Paso, Texas. No, screw that. And I won't let him bring up, oh, Donald Trump's been divorced twice or this or that. Uh, no, that's not flying either. Oh, and the uh, newest thing, I, I don't know if you've heard this yet, Chairman, has had charges levied against him by some political hack pig F. Uh, yes, I won't say it, Kathy. I won't say the word. Uh, who's pressing charges against Trump now, against Trump's campaign manager for supposedly, you know, beating her within an inch of death. But funny, they have video of what happened, and the the woman is lying. This is, again, this is, we'll go back to the theme of the show, Donald Trump against the world, why? We have this toots, and that's not complimentary, saying, oh, Donald, Donald's campaign manager assaulted me. In the meantime, you have Bill Clinton, who has a left a swath of rape victims behind him, who, by the way, Hillary was terrorizing. That's okay. That's okay, but we have this crap. And, you know, I hope to God that Donald Trump goes after whatever Democrat, Marxist, political F was put up to do this crap because this is starting to be the new trend. So don't don't forget the former governor of Texas. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. He was the uh, presidential candidate. They had charges levied against him. Now, Texas is Republican. Texas is conservative. But around Austin, the capital, it's like a little oasis of Marxist. Uh, in the middle of Texas, and these charges came from some Democrat crooked hack out of that area pressing charges against him. Uh, the charges were eventually dropped. Uh, we're seeing this more and more, and this is greatly disturbing to me. And, and it's not just here in America. It's going on overseas, too. And th this is the appeal of Donald Trump. We've had it with this crap. No, there is no esteemed class. There is no protected people. The, uh, the law applies to the man bussing the tables, even if he's Mexican, black, or white, should be applied equally to John Corzine, who stole over one billion dollars of his customers' money, and he's walking free. Tee-hee, isn't that funny? I mean, it, it is just unbelievable. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm seeing no calls. I was hoping my buddy Emil will call in from Facebook. Uh, I'm sure that would have been a heated debate. Uh, when I say buddy, I'm being facetious. Him and I were throwing down because, again, he's being one of these uh, discredited, deceitful, uh, 
crew supporters, resorks, recirculating Marxist leftist lying propaganda, and uh, I'm going to be up in your face. I don't care who you are. Uh, I don't care what guests we're going to have on here. You you start doing that, and you're going to have to deal with me, you know, for better or for worse. Now, am I King Kong? No. Am I Abraham Lincoln? No. But I can be one well-spoken, ticked-off, well-informed guy, and uh, I'm not going to let you slide. And if you want to call up, you better have your facts straight because I will undress you quicker than uh, a Muslim going over his uh, 10-year-old bride. Isn't that pathetic? So there's no callers. You know, I had a 90-minute show scheduled because I thought we'd be going at it. But uh, I may limit it to just 60 minutes uh, because, dang, I was ready for action. I'm ready to rock and roll here. Well, you know what? Let's go to the Drudge Report. Let's see what's going on with the Drudge Report. Oh, you you heard this one. A headline, Trump emotional moment with former Miss Wisconsin who has terminal illness. Mr. Trump quietly years ago paid for her son's college. Uh, there are over 100 stories of Donald Trump not seeking publicity. You know, when, when old Jackass does does the tiniest of thing, you know, the headlines. Oh, Jackass bent over and he tied his shoelaces today. What a man, my God. Uh, you know, the, the way they have to prop him up because he's just filled with negativity and deceit. Uh, Donald Trump has done hundreds of things like this. How about when his car broke down and this old couple stopped and helped him? He paid their mortgage. Paid their mortgage off. So they had no mortgage payment. And, and he's done hundreds of things like this. Or the child with the illness who couldn't get to the hospital in time, he let them use his helicopter or his plane. Or the woman in New York, a minority woman, whose family suffered uh, issues, excuse me, was in Chicago, and he let them stay at one of his hotels for free for quite a long time because the family had incurred and suffered violence and, and were victims. They were black. He didn't care. If you call Donald Trump a racist, you either don't know what you're talking about or you're a liar. Because he's not a racist. um, There's just too many documented instances of him going out of his way, doing the Christian thing, which I know is going to upset some people. He, He said Christian thing. That's right, the Christian thing. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, being decent, being civil, treating people the way you want to be treated. Now, I know Jesus Christ said, turn the other cheek, but uh, I'm not the son of man. I'm not the Christ. Uh, I'm sorry, I feel I'm put on this earth by uh, Michael the Archangel and his likeness to fight. You know, I know I'm not going to turn the other cheek because I'm seeing too many other cheeks being turned. We're seeing too much injustice, criminality thievery and lawlessness. Um, At a certain point, you can't turn the other cheek. Um, uh, As far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm all out, no holes barred in support of Donald Trump at this point because I look at the creeps that are going after him and I say to myself, this man must be on to something good. Look at the cast of characters that, by the way, Ted Cruz is mimicking. How could he do that? And now the latest thing today, Ted Cruz is coming out, and he's insulting Trump supporters. You're stupid. You're really educated. You're uninformed. Now, if I was trying to woo you over, to support my campaign, because I have been a candidate, I know where that's at, uh, I'm not going to be insulting you. So now, Ted Cruz, uh, do you think 
a large majority of Trump supporters are going to come to you after you've just insulted them? You know, I was joking with someone that he must have gotten the advice to do that from the Republican establishment because their stupidity, their their bungling is so well documented that only a Republican establishment pointy-headed D.C. elitist could come up with something like that. Yeah, here's, here's the ticket, Ted. Insult all the Trump supporters. That'll win them over. I mean, is this making sense to you? Is this sinking in? Do you understand what I'm saying? The man is insulting the Trump. So we have, you suck. Your children suck. Your, your, your mother, your father, your children, your progeny, your ancestors. And, oh, by the way, Vote for me? Uh, Again, I challenge someone else to tell me who came up with this because I'm suspecting it was GOP establishment because it's stupid and capital letters. So, Mr. Cruz, good going. I I mean, it, it seems like with every deceitful story, lie, all they're doing is galvanizing the Trump support. Like, for instance, uh, I wonder how many newscasts covered the fact that over a thousand bikers went to Donald Trump's rally today in Wisconsin to make sure that the Marxist and the black racist couldn't uh, disrupt the meeting, couldn't cancel it, couldn't hurt some of the people. Because, uh, like in Chicago, Trump supporters were being hurt. The news doesn't tell you. Again, the news omits it. So, all these people aligned against Donald. And all he, he's for America first. He wants to make America great again. None of those groups I mentioned are on board with that. None of them want to make the great again. All of them want to erode your liberty, erode your freedom, because they know better. I mean, is that arrogant or what? And, of course, they want to steal hundreds of billions of U.S. taxpayer money. So it's greed. It's, to me, it boils down to this greed and arrogance and criminality against Donald Trump. I don't see it any other way because too much is being thrown at him. Don't you see that, folks? Don't you see this shopping list of stinkers going after him with every lie, every little stupid thing that they can dig up? And uh, it better not succeed. It better not. I just hope. Mr. Trump gets the numbers of delegates, so there's no BS at the convention. Um, I can't wait to see the Dem convention because, uh, you, you know, Bernie Sanders has won the last five out of six states that had primaries. He's on the move. He's getting close to her in the delegates if you take out the suit. Could you imagine the Republican Party doing that? Oh, uh, one quarter of the delegates required to receive the nomination are going to be appointed by the establishment. And the Democrats get away with that. The Republicans can't because uh, much of the Republican rank and file, believe it or not, is too intelligent for that garbage. You, uh, Us Democrats, because I'm a Democrat, I don't know what the hell is our problem. I don't want one superdelegate. I want the rank and file to determine the candidate, period. You know, I, I, we got some time. I'm going to relay a story. I, it, was, it had to be 1980 because I was working midtown, and I worked just a block away from Madison Square Garden. And at that time, President, the sitting President Carter had won the Democrat primary for president. He had received and crossed the threshold of delegates needed. Now, Ted Kennedy and the Democrats knew that Carter was going to get slaughtered. So what they attempted to do at the convention, they attempted to take the nomination away from President Carter. Now, it so happens a TV crew 
was in front of Madison Square Garden as yours truly comes moseying by. And I was asked, what did I think of Ted Kennedy's efforts to replace Jimmy Carter? Now, I'm on 7th Avenue, 33rd Street in Manhattan. Um, for those of you that know the area, uh, it's not a uh, all-white section of town. It's extremely mixed. All nationalities, all races. I couldn't put a percentage, but whites aren't even in the majority over there. I, my reaction was, who the hell does Ted Kennedy think he is to thwart the voice of the voters that have spoken? To my amazement, and to the TV camera's amazement, and the interviewer's amazement, this huge crowd forms around us. People are screaming, yeah, tell them, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that's what happens. Uh, that's how the uh, rank and file can be aroused when these establishment types, Democrat or Republican, they both stink, try and, and subvert the voted outcome of elections. And they're both going to try it, folks. The Democrats are going to try and do it to Bernie, uh, and I hope they do. I hope they alienate 40 to 50% of the Democrats. Uh, now, And again, like I said before, can you imagine if this happens? The Democrat establishment totally alienates their rank and file. The Republican establishment totally alienates the rank and file. What the hell do we do then? Because there's only a little thing like the future of the United States and hundreds of millions of people at stake. That's all, not much. So this could be some election, folks. Can you imagine uh, Joe Biden against Jeb Bush or uh, who knows who against Marco Rubio because that's what the establishment wants? Um, I think voter turnout would be suppressed um, and, and something – you know, I joined this Tea Party movement as soon as we got started. Uh, I was involved in groups and meetings here day one. And uh, people ask, what's my biggest fear? My biggest fear is a bloody revolution. I would love to see that avoided. But there may reach a certain point where the rank and file has no opportunity to do anything but... So anyway, folks, we've got no callers. Oh, well, I'm going to end the show here. I wish everyone to have a nice night, a nice week. We'll see you next week. And I can imagine what the heck is going to transpire between now and next week. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, and I'm loving the bikers for Trump. Uh, you can always count on that in America. We are so strong. Uh, you know, it's like Fight Club. We're the guy coming up off the mat, and we're going to knock you out and clean your clock. Uh, but we have a very difficult foe. We have the Marxists, the black racists, the pro-jihadists, bloodthirsty, savage Muslim heathens. All these groups are aligned against us. All of them want our freedoms, our liberties, and our taxpayer money. This money, by the way, generated by a predominantly capitalist system. You know, everyone talks about distributing the wealth, distributing the wealth. That's not communist wealth. That's not socialist wealth. That's capitalist wealth. And if we elect a socialist, that capitalist wealth is going to dry up and even though we will be slowly suffering with a Hillary or Bernie presidency, you just wait till 10 years after that when you students are just in your late 20s and 30s, when that's when the hardships really come because at a certain point, there's going to be no more wealth to distribute. There's going to be no food stamps. There's going to be no money for Section 8 housing. And that's when things get very, very ugly, which is why so many of us fight to maintain the Second Amendment rights because in 10 years from now, there may come to a certain point in time 
Well, there's going to be no 911 to call. There's going to be no police officers to come to your rescue. It's going to be you and your wits to protect you, your family, and whatever meager possessions you have left. So anyway, I'm going to bail out. I just wanted to say we are a 501c3, Students for a Better Future. For every dollar donated to us, we spend $1.65. Uh, we spend well over 100% of any donations given to us. Uh, and this is why I have this respect for Doreen, because Mrs. Finkel does put her money where her mouth is. Uh, she's someone I hold in high regard. Uh, she's someone I respect. And I don't give that out too easily, folks. Uh, I won't name names, but even even the Tea Party movement has been supplanted by profiteers, by egotists, and by nefarious characters. Um, but not Doreen. I'm telling you, Doreen, she... She's, I won't even say one in a million. It's more than that. So we love you, Doreen. Keep doing what you're doing. Please, if you can, we're a 501c3, Students for a Better Future. We appreciate your donations. And Ruben, buddy, my co-host, Ruben Torres, sorry I missed you tonight. It would have been fun. Okay, folks, signing off. Everyone, again, have a good week, and I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about next week. Bye-bye.